welcome back to the MTG in Quarantine podcast with your host, MJ. It's great to be back. Uh, I have to apologize for not being on the podcast for a while. Uh, things in, in real life have gotten kind of kind of strange lately in, in other areas of my life, so I decided to take some time off from podcasting. But I'm back, and I have a lot to talk about today. Before I get to the rest of today's episode, I'd like to get, again give a quick shout-out to my local game store, Guardian Games. You know, Zendikar Rising is just around the corner, and from all the previews I've seen, there's a whole lot of really cool stuff coming out. A lot of returning favorites, a lot of new interesting creatures, double-sided modal cards, lands, spells, and it's just, it's so so much value. And I'm just very, and also from a story perspective, I'm interested in seeing what they have going on back on Zendikar. So uh, definitely go to your local game store and find some of these new products, whether it's a booster box, a booster bundle, uh, or one of the new set boosters. Those definitely look very interesting, and I'm curious to open a few of them myself. So uh, definitely go to your local game store and give them your support. You can find Guardian Games, my local game store, at ggportland.com. I wanted to focus today's episode on what's been an extremely controversial topic in the Magic verse as of late, and that's the reserve list in Wizards of the Coast. Now, if you've been listening to a lot of other content creators out there right now in the Magic the Gathering community, you've probably heard some interesting and very emotional, in some ways, calls to, to ban the reserve list. Now, if you don't know what the reserve list is, it's probably easier for you to look this up on your own, uh, but I'll give you a quick uh, synopsis. Anyway, uh, Wizards of the Coast, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, um, they they were trying to deal with a bunch of protests by players who felt that the reprinting of the cards, especially in 5th edition and Chronicles, uh, were devaluing some of their cards. And obviously, collectors would like to be able to have their cards be of maximum value. So the reserve list was created as a way to buoy the the cost of those cards against uh, the potential of reprint. And there were a couple of very unsuccessful reprint uh, attempts to uh, of cards on the list that uh, also met with some negative reactions, from what I hear. So uh, the reserve list has effectively been unchanged for the last decade. And, uh, again, this is not a topic that I've really thought much about. Uh, The reserved list contains a lot of very interesting, extremely powerful cards. The Power 9 are on there. Uh, Some other extremely important cards. Some interesting other banned cards. uh, Scheherazade from Arabian Nights. Um, Just a bunch of really interesting old cards. But also a lot of junk cards that, uh, frankly, shouldn't be reprinted. So... Again, the, the, the call to ban the reserve list is definitely based on interest in a lot of players' minds about trying to be able to make the game a lot more accessible to other players. And I can definitely see the reasoning for this, uh, especially for the CEDH community, Competitive Commander. Uh, this is not an arena I go into because I haven't necessarily found a very good entry point to this uh, to this community, and it's not really the way that I enjoy playing Commander. But for those who want to be able to have access to the most powerful cards. And this is all. This is also definitely goes for Legacy and Vintage as well. Uh, actually may drive those more than Commander anyway. But since this is a Commander-focused uh, channel, I did want to mention that there is some interest, in, especially in the Power 9 uh, for, for Commander. But mostly for Legacy and Vintage players, the reserved list 
has a lot of staples in there. Again, a lot of the Mox cards, even if it's not necessarily the Power 9 Moxes, but things like Mox, uh, yeah, just just the Mox Opals and uh, things like that that uh, a lot of Legacy and Vintage players basically need to have in their decks. So the, the issue here is that uh, those who believe that the reserved list need to be banned, need to be done away with, are, tr are trying to find a way that Wizards of the Coast can reprint a lot of these powerful cards and hopefully make them uh, easy to handle for, for new players and you know, be able to have them in cheaper booster packs or, you know, even in the collector booster packs. Uh, just have these cards be truthfully and really reprinted, try to bring the price down so everyone can play around with these cards. But the more that I really listen to a lot of this rhetoric, the more I start to wonder if it's even necessary to try to ban the reserve list. Um, for every really good card like the Moxin uh, and obviously the second tier of Mox, for every Power 9 piece that's on there, for everything that's, you know, actually halfway good on there, there's a lot of junk on the reserve list. Um, if you take a look at the Magic the Gathering Wikipedia page, which you can find via Scryfall if you look up any reserve list card, you can find that there's a whole lot of just terrible cards on, on this list that really sh won't see any play in any format, and honestly, you can pick them up for less than a buck. So, I mean, for honestly... Every Moxin you can find on that list, there's a Wood Elemental. And uh, if you've listened to various other content creators on the topic of Wood Elemental, it's effectively one of the consensus worst cards in the game. Yet, because it's on the reserve list, it's $13. So again, no one in their right mind is going to be buying this card except for the fact that it's on the reserve list. Now, this definitely does give uh, those calling for the cancellation, the redaction of the reserve list quite a interesting leg to stand on here because uh in 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 fact at least in some of those cases it seems that the reserve list has put a premium on some of these cards even if they're absolutely terrible but again just because a card is expensive doesn't mean it's good i mean uh if if, if you look at the list on there there's a whole lot of cards that obviously you have probably never heard of unless you've been playing for most of the last 25 years there's a lot of stuff from older sets again alpha beta unlimited uh kind of goes along with those obviously being the reprint of those sets uh and especially legends now again legends obviously being the set where wizards was really trying to be able to come out with legendary cards really boost the power and again power creep is another conversation for another day but there, there's just a lot of cards on there that at the time were considered, at least at least Wizards wanted them to be powerful, but they just really aren't powerful. And with a lot of players complaining these days about really bad reprints or uh, bad new cards for a lot of formats, they're coming out new sets, I just worry that removing the reserved list would actually potentially allow Wizards to reprint these extremely terrible cards in sets, in draft sets, and then the player community would be all up in arms about that, because for every Moxon you're going to get, uh, potentially reprinted in one of these sets, you're going to get another Wood Elemental, you're going to get uh, Phyrexian Dreadnought, uh, just a lot of really terrible cards or extremely niche cards that really don't have a lot of value outside of very, very niche strategies in EDH. So it's just one of those things where I'm, I'm wondering if the banning of the list or removing the list of any kind, to any extent, 
is is not just a, a way to um, get just a few cards reprinted because if you get rid of the entire list, and again, uh, at this point you can't really have a piecemeal removal. You can't just say, let's just reprint the Moxin, um, let's keep all the other cards on there because, of course, Wizards is afraid of uh, litigation on this front. And again, I'm, I'm no legal expert. I don't really understand most of this information. I'm just here as a player. And again... You know, it, it would be interesting, obviously, to be able to have some some moxin. Again, I'm not gonna, I'm not the kind of player who drops uh, 45 or more dollars just to get one card. Um, hell, this is even really, honestly, the reason why I haven't even bought a Cyclonic Rift. And with the Double Masters reprint, that's down to 20 dollars. But again, that's really not the way that I play Magic. I really don't like pl uh, paying more than 10 dollars for a card unless it's absolutely essential for one of my decks. And so I can definitely see why uh, paying $40 or paying over $100 is, you know, kind of an issue for getting into Legacy and Vintage. Because, again, Wizards does want to make those formats viable. And a lot of people definitely want to play those formats. Um, obviously, I would, I, honestly, I would be interested in uh, taking a look at Legacy or Vintage if those cards were reprinted, if they were easily picked up for a couple of bucks yeah of course i'd get into that i mean I, I i could play with proxies with friends but of course i obviously can't play tournaments again tournaments are not quite my scene but the point is um it, it would be interesting to have these cards but on the other hand i i think at least where i'm coming from this is that you really don't need these powerful cards in order to be able to play commander um i mean and and, and, and again the this argument is mostly for Commander, again, not for Legacy or Vintage. I can see some some merit to, to getting rid of the list for those formats. But if you're looking just at Commander, do we really need the Moxon? Do we really need all the cards on that list reprinted? I mean, there, there, there are a lot of great cards on there. But again, like I keep saying, there's a whole lot of trash on there, too, that has absolutely no, uh, no value to the format. And I just don't see there being a whole lot of value to getting these, these cards out there. Again, uh, a, a lot of things to do with Legends set or, you know, some of the early Legends. You know, not even from the Legends set, but some of the early Legendary creatures. Again, they're, they're niche strategies. Again, I'm, I'm talking about Aiden Oakenshield and Angus McKenzie for, uh, for starters on here. Um, that, yeah, sure, they're, they're very interesting niche strategies, and they can be extremely powerful in the right deck. But... Honestly, I, I don't see how reprinting those cards would really change things. Obviously, with so many Commander products coming out these days, I honestly don't know if we even need those Commanders to really be able to do anything. You, you could probably create a functional reprint of them for like 50 cents two months after the release of a new set. So you probably could uh, just just get by with with creating new Legends instead of trying to recreate, reprint... Um, a Noken Shield, or um, Rasputin Dreamweaver, or Angus McKenzie. Honestly, I don't really think you need to do that. Why not let the people who are collecting, the collectors, why don't you just let them have their fun? And honestly, I don't see any of them, most of those cards even really being worthwhile in Commander. I, I Again, I am a budget player, so I don't really like spending a lot of money on cards. I like finding interactions with a whole bunch of funky old cards that are super cheap. And I don't need a Moxon to really be able to, to do anything with my decks. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking to play competitively. I'm looking to play at a decent power level you know, where you have the opportunity to be able to play with budget cards. Again, Mitch on the Commander's Quarters is definitely one of my biggest influences in Commander because he demonstrates this ethos extremely well that you don't have to pay a lot of money in order to be able to play this format.
and I just don't see a whole lot of things on the reserved list that are really worthwhile. So if we're looking at strictly from Commander's sake, I honestly don't think there's really any improvement getting rid of the ban list because, um, you know, Wizards would also then have to actually reprint uh, a lot of those cards, and there's not a ton of incentive, honestly, from what how I see this, is that, again, you're, you're going to have some people who are going to want these, but, again, Wizards, with their track record, obviously not reprinting the fetch lands, even the modern players want those. Um, again, it, it ends up being a corporate decision about if they even reprint these. So I just don't know if getting rid of the list really solves the problem or if it's just kind of ranting about uh, another thing that Wizards uh, Wizards is always doing wrong. I, I've noticed a lot of content creation about everything that Wizards does wrong. And again, that's something I wanted to look at on this channel is, you know, again, I feel like sometimes the negativity about that uh, really starts to spread because it's always easy to be critical about something or someone if they're not doing things up to your specifications. And sure, I, I don't necessarily agree with all of Wizards' decisions. There, there's a lot of issues that are underlying there, as I went over in a previous episode. But also, if we're just talking about the reserved list here, is how many people are really being hurt by the, by the reserved list? on here um, outside of Legacy and Vintage. I mean, if, if most of your player base isn't even playing these formats, um, d does it really hurt the bottom line at all? I mean, sure, it, it, it'd be awesome if, if, if they would try to reprint some of the mocks. I mean, I, I could certainly use one or two of them, but again, at the price point that they would want for these kinds of things, and we're probably still talking like $100, we're talking Mana Crypt here, Again, I'm, I'm not going to be pulling these from collector boosters. I'm never going to buy a collector booster. So really, any anytime you reprint these cards, it's only ever going to come out in the premium booster packs or collector boosters, you know, something something like Double Masters. And so uh, budget players like myself who typically don't crack a lot of packs, who go looking for singles uh, either online or through my local game store, um, we're never going to get our hands on these kinds of reprints. So honestly, from where we sit... Uh, there's really no value in, in reprinting these cards because they would still be so prohibitively expensive anyway that we're never going to be able to get our hands on them uh, without really having to trade in or, or anything. So it's, it's just like the fetch lands at that point is that we end up just kind of learning how to work without those cards. So I, I honestly, I think that the reserve list is fine the way it is. I know there, I know a lot of people wouldn't agree with me. I know you as a listener may not agree with me. On this one but it just again this is my opinion and i i don't really see a whole lot of need to get rid of this list because because uh, again it's it, it's a relic of a bygone era a lot of the cards on that list are extremely broken i mean do we really need an ancestral recall reprinted or black lotus reprinted i don't think so and the, the these are not things that we really need in our format again power creep is already going up do we really need to reprint all these extremely broken cards just because a couple players are not really liking the fact that they don't that they have to pay three hundred dollars for a guy's cradle i mean there there have to be other ways to be able to play a green deck without guy's cradle right so i think that if you end up uh, not being able to uh, afford those kind of cards maybe you're not quite looking at other options and again that's what i really love about this format is the opportunity to really come up with a lot of unique combos and things you can just do with a whole bunch of fun, random cards. I don't necessarily need to play the most competitive, the most optimized deck. That's not how I play. 
So again, I, I just think that those who want to get rid of the reserve list are only looking for the super competitive cars and only looking for a specific playstyle. And I don't really think that fits all commander players across um, all budgets. So now I want to hear from you as the listeners. What do you think about my opinions on the reserve list? Do you think that Wizards needs to reconsider the list, uh, potentially ban it, or do you think it should just stay in place as I seem to have opined? Let me know by following me on Twitter at at MTG in quarantine. Well, that about wraps up this episode. My name's MJ. You've been listening to the MTG in quarantine podcast. Take it easy. (laughs) 